the Jeep Talk Show. Now, two episodes a week. What? Two episodes? Okay. Yes, that's right. Two. Are you excited? I'm always excited when it comes out on Friday. It's actually a go-to podcast that I can actually listen to while I'm heading over to work or on my way home. New episodes every Friday and early Monday morning and time for your commute. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, Hey, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, what a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Jeep, Jeep. (laughs) Of course, it's Jeeps. Why would it be anything else? Hello, Jeeper. You picked the right podcast to listen to as we have a great show planned for you. I've got some Jeep news that you wouldn't believe if I didn't have the picks to prove it. And later... I'll pick up where we left off in the last Tech Talk with our multi-part series in Hardtop Repair. And howdy, it's Wendy. Make sure you check out Newbie Nuggets on our Friday episodes, because I talk about all kinds of topics for the newest Jeepers. Hi, I'm Tony, and I just want to take this moment to let you guys know about our Tuesday night recording. We have a roundtable that we record with all the Zoom people, everybody in our Zoom meeting uh, and if you'd like to be part of that, we, we actually get quite a few people in our Zoom meeting. I think we've had as many as 20 in there in the past. And it is wow. just a lot of fun. If you haven't already uh, captured uh, or, or caught one of the uh, uh, special episodes, uh, like uh, I think the last one we did was a uh, uh, 517 special, uh, go and listen to that. You can be part of that. Really, the show is all about you because it's you talking more than me. So if you'd like to be a part of that, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact uh, look for our newsletter, how you sign up for it, and you will find link and time information on how you can join in on our Tuesday night recording session. Also, too, please take the time to share the Jeep Talk Show with your friends. Just, it's real simple. If you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, we're on uh, TikTok, uh, just go over there and share what, the, what you see us put up. That'll let more people know about our show. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. And you may not want to share this one. (laughs) Ordinarily, we throw caution to the wind and let whatever fly out of our mouths. Hence why we protect ourselves by the self-rating the show as explicit. Now, since I know that despite our explicit rating, we have kids in the audience, and it's because of that I must warn listeners that the following news story involves mature subject matter, and I think you know what that means. (laughs) So skip ahead or tell Junior to put on the earmuffs, right? So imagine, if you will, that despite the artificial inflation of used vehicles in the current market, you decide uh, you want a new-to-you Jeep. You go from one used car lot's website to another, checking out a few of the Jeeps that caught your eye. Then maybe the weekend comes, and you take the family out to get a closer look at the few that stood out from the rest. Then at one lot, you find the Hyper Green 2016 Wrangler JK you really wanted. You are all looking at the sweet eye-catching paint job, the lift, the bumper, how big the tires are. And then you notice this Jeep has a rather unique feature that is not ordinarily found on this particular year, model, or trim of Wrangler. No, it wasn't suspension or engine-related, nor was anything on the dashboard. But you might be getting a little closer. This particular customer at a used car dealership on Pensacola Boulevard in Pensacola, Florida, of course this happened in Florida, 
reported to a sales associate that a woman was in the back of the Jeep without any clothes on. What? Oh, it, it gets much deeper than that. Unintended. <laughs> oh, no. According to the police report, a manager at the dealership overhearing the customer's complaint approached the Jeep in question and found one 37-year-old Alexis King inside the Jeep, quote, naked with her legs spread wide open. Oh, a receptionist who was with the manager said that she saw King, quote, pulling at her vagina. The oh manager told the viciously masturbating woman to get dressed, exit the vehicle, and leave the lot, and that she had two minutes to do so before they called the police. The naked woman going at herself reportedly took 10 minutes to get herself together, pack a few items into her bag, and exit the vehicle, which, in case you were interested, was selling for $23,116. <laughs> It's the funny because thing, things go, usually go faster when people are watching me, so that's, that's weird. <laughs> the report also went on to say that another employee called law enforcement after a co-worker told him, quote, a homeless woman was pleasuring herself inside one of the vehicles. King was found not far from the dealership and was arrested. She has been charged with burglary of an unoccupied conveyance, criminal mischief, unlawful exposure of sexual organs, and giving a false name. She is being held in the Escambia County Jail with a $7,000 bond. Now... Are you ready for the cherry on top? Or in oh, this case, the bottom? <laughs> that was inappropriate. Yeah. Jeez, that yeah, was I, very I, bad. I, I went there. <laughs> the arrest report said that there was a red-colored stain oh, observed on the back no. seat, which, quote, appeared to be from vaginal bleeding consistent with menstrual discharge. No, The manager estimated there to be approximately $1,300 in damages to the vehicle through the course of the entire incident. But I bet they're going to sell that as a used Jeep now, aren't they? But that, <laughs> you get a but that's not what I'm calling. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I have so many questions. Oh, <laughs> First man. off, can I get that bucket load of little pine tree <laughs> <laughs> frequencies in here in this Jeep uh, right now? So, you know, right now. First off, why did it take 10 minutes? Did they let her finish or something? Oh, what gosh. were the few items that kept, she packed into her bag? Kept typing, really, yeah. tapping on the window. Ma'am. Ma'am, was the Jeep not a rockin' before they came a knockin'? You know, th these are all rhetorical questions, by the way, Tony. <laughs> so that's kind of you're tying my hands here, and boy, somebody should have tied hers. There's oh, more information geez, right? we need to know. What's why? Why? Why did she pick a Jeep? There's a other dealers on the lot. And why, why wasn't it red? I mean, There's it makes so sense if it's red because so red Jeeps are sexy. No. So many questions. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I so, sure yeah, hope the kiddos I, I would, didn't have would, to go through that. Because I, I can see to. that now, Josh. Mommy, who, what did he who mean by that? Them? Ten minutes. Yeah. No, <laughs> who sent this? Course, this is from Chris, isn't it? Isn't this from Chris? No. no, uh, well, no, no, Chris I, did send, no, uh, no wait. Uh, somebody else. This did come to us. Uh, it, well, this story was emailed <laughs> to us, but. As soon as I started researching it, no, the interwebs are absolutely yeah. no, no, of oh, course. No, it was so this has yeah, gone, this is gone full viral. Yeah, yeah, this has gone full viral. Crazy. So you guys, will, you guys will notice I had a little bit of fun with the uh, with the imagery in the show notes for for this episode. Uh, yes. You can see little little Jimmy getting getting pulled away, but, but <laughs> so, Daddy. But, but, so, but, so yeah, so Chris from sevenslats.com actually posted this in our Discord uh, server. <laughs> Uh, oh really? You, yeah, back on the twenty eighth. So yeah, that's the reason why I said the, the first I, I think, knew about I think it was from somebody Chris. else sent it to our Jeep Talk Show email too. I think because I, I saw that, I but then was, I've also seen it yeah. on all the social media stuff. Was it Dusty? Because that would make sense. No, right? No, I think it was Chris that sent us to uh, sent it to uh, our email as well. 
But yeah, this is uh, that was just one of those stories. I could not help but put that in, regardless of. I knew of, uh, when I saw it last week. I'm like, Josh is going to put this in the show. I just oh, know. <laughs> no, I got to have fun with something like that, right? <laughs> oh, at least the story. I just I, the, I feel for this poor woman because she's famous for the wrong reasons. It's good because I don't think we've ac- I don't think we've actually in the ten years I don't think we on, on at least on the Jeep Talk Show I don't think we've had a masturbation story. So this is a, this is a breaking a news a news God. breaking uh, deal here. And, and let's hope we don't have another one for ten more years. <laughs> <laughs> well, this story is unbelievable. Oh, what now, about the I've last one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, there's more? Wait, oh it's going to be worse? Oh, yeah. No, I told you, I got a hell of a show for you guys this time. <laughs> now, now, I've, I've heard of all kinds of things happening to all sorts of vehicles when somebody gets out to run into the store real quick. We've all heard the stories, okay. right? You know, you may leave it running to keep the AC going, or, or perhaps it's the, the defroster because, uh, you know, it, it steams up really quick or something. Or maybe you just have a, a finicky Jeep that doesn't like to restart after it's warmed up. Whatever the reason. We, we've all done it ourselves. We've, we've gotten out of the Jeep, running or not, to go into the store for something or another, right? So upon coming back to said Jeep, most of us find it in the same condition as when we left it two and a half minutes ago. Okay, sure, maybe one of our friends has turned on all the lights or put the windshield wipers on full blast just to be funny, or perhaps a homeless person lost their lunch on your fender. We can get creative and go all day with these, but I bet you'd never guess this one. An Aussie man came back to his Jeep after uh, a brief shopping trip to find it completely hijacked. Not by Somali pirates, nope, but by a swarm of bees. Killer bees. <laughs> Jeep Wrangler owner Rizwan Khan made a brief stop at a grocery store in Sydney, Australia. When he returned to the parking lot 10 minutes later, according to local reports at least, he was shocked to see a crowd of people buzzing around his vehicle, <laughs> snapping photos, and shooting videos with their phones. Now, I suppose that there are many of us who would wish our Jeeps to gain celebrity status at times, but not like this. Turns out a swarm of hundreds of bees had settled inside the driver's side door frame. As luck would have it, a beekeeper was actually nearby and witnessed the parking lot buzz. Oh, this is a setup. I can tell right now. Uh, of course it is. He put them in there. He made a beeline for the swarm, oh, scooped no. the entire swarm using his bare hands what? into a box, and no. then helped Khan safely return to his vehicle. There are pictures to prove it. Oh, I know, old, but it doesn't make sense. I know it does. It, it boggles your mind uh, that ten this minutes, whole course of events. Ten minutes would they got there. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> I know, but ten thing. minutes. So what is that? The bees are all flying around. Hey, hey, Fred, check this out. As soon as this guy leaves the well, jeep, let's you go see, check it out. You, you see them. <laughs> huh, you see them uh, conglomerate in in various I see places. That. So but, I don't know I, why they I'm, why they land there. I guess if the queen I'm lands there. He, Listen, I think he took longer to shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Left there for a couple but, few days, came back. Well, oh, geez, and, what's all this? This should be a uh, indicator that his uh, cologne is a little too heavy. Just a little too heavy. But here's the <laughs> other thing. The actual beekeeper, he doesn't even have a mask on, like a you know beekeeper's no. hat. He doesn't have gloves. No, no gloves. He has nothing on. He's and it doesn't sweatshirt. even look like the bees are even swarming around him. I would have loved to have seen the next picture when he went to pull this apart. And they went, excuse me? And then, bam. Well, I have to see that, if there's a YouTube video picture. for this thing. There, uh, there's got to be a YouTube video out there, right? I would love it if somebody be. found that, I mean, shared it shared it with us, uh, posted up on our social media feed. But, no, I mean, this does happen. And maybe not as often to Jeeps, but, you know, bees, uh, you know, they produce <laughs> an, extra, uh, an extra queen. Uh, the beehive gets to be a certain size or whatever, and it splits off uh, to take the new queen 
the other hive uh, and, and move to a new location. Uh, and oftentimes it's in the crook of a tree or, you know, somebody's eaves of their house or something like that. Uh, they just so happen to find this corner of this Jeep. Uh, chances are the parking lot that this store was in was surrounded by trees. Maybe there's a field nearby or something like that. There was a swarm, there was a hive nearby. And, uh, and who knows, maybe it was from this beekeeper. Maybe he's has a, uh, you know, several hives nearby and one of them split without his knowledge. And, uh, he just so happened to be nearby because he lives nearby or works nearby or whatever. So, but nonetheless, I mean, like I said, you can't write this stuff and the pictures are just absolutely amazing. If there yeah. is a video, I'm sure it's even better. Yeah, but you know what I'm thinking? That queen likes Jeeps. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> She's got good taste. Well, yeah. if you have a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we would love to hear what you have to say. Be sure to let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. I did find a video and uh, the bees were not happy being scooped up by the, oh, by the beekeeper. No doubt. So... Uh, we'll have that uh, that oh, video in our show notes. Honeybees. These are honeybees. They're not hornets or wasps. Oh, no, no they, they no, are I bees. Know, but, but the bees were not okay. happy being collected. You watch that video. No, it's in it's in the show notes uh, in uh, the Google okay. Hangouts where you guys can watch it whenever you get time. But we'll right we'll on. include that in the uh, the show notes for the for this episode. And and just, we haven't mentioned it in a while. You go to jeeptalkshow.com. It's a website. You can go to there on your phone using your browser or a browser on your desktop. And you go there and you'll find the show notes uh, for, for this episode and this video I'm just, just, just talking about. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. If you're one of the hundreds of people who are finding the Jeep Talk Show for the first time every week, well, then you need to know about the 4x4 Radio Network website. It's the one and only place where you will find some of the world's best off-road related podcasts all in one place. Be sure to check them out. The Center Steer Podcast, Trail Chasers, the On the Trail podcast, the world-famous 4x4 podcast, and of course, the Jeep Talk Show is there as well. It's all completely free, and it's all at the number 4, the letter X, the number 4, radionetwork.com. That's 4x4, radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, if your hardtop is damaged, we'll continue our multi-part series in hardtop repair. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys free for how years now, and I figured I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on, because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little bit calling all rat bastards we uh we've run out of money because we uh josh didn't he said he wouldn't fly down to the event unless we flew him back home so we had to use all our money <laughs> that uh <laughs> that we had to get josh to, to the event. damn demand but it was but it was worth it i thought the uh the red m&ms uh for the uh the bunkhouse was a little silly but that's all right uh you know you have to ex- expect that with talent uh, but the uh, uh, Josh got back home. Uh, we had a great time at the Jeep Talk Show event. But uh, our coffers are empty. Why do they call them coffers? Is it you cough whenever you're dropping the money in there? I, I, I don't know. No, it's like coffins. But I digress. <laughs> uh, so if you'd like to donate, uh, uh, become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show, just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you'll see how you can become a paid subscriber and lose, if you wish to, your rat bastard status. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I just 
recorded a new opening for my podcast, the 10-Minute Off-Road Podcast. It's a podcast for the off-roader with the short attention span. I want to run it by you guys and see what you think. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? Yes, sir. 10-Minute Off-Road Podcast. With Nikki G. There will be podcasts. And Nikki G. That's a huge deal. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. Are you sure? So what do you guys think? Yeah, <laughs> but that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that claustrophobic people are more productive when they think outside of the box. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. (laughs) Never go on by. I did it. I did it all by myself. (sighs) So funny. That that reminds me of uh, of a promo that we did one time when I think we were recording the show on one day and we decided to switch it to another day and and it was like we had this this all this something already recorded that we had had played a dozen <laughs> times and it, it always said you know monday or or sunday or something like that and then and then uh you know i i we did this on purpose well we were, we were just, thinking i don't want to re-record that it was so great the way it was right <laughs> and so you know, instead, of, instead of you know uh you know trying to re-record all that sort of stuff we just changed the name of of the day that was there and and it got you know from the the regular you know big voice and all of a sudden just everything stops, train wreck, and you hear Thoy's Day. And, and, and then it, it, it continues on again. And <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Nikki G's intro reminded me of that. Yeah, gosh, we really cracked was, ourselves up on that one. I don't think anybody else commented on it, but we thought it was no, hilarious. Of not. We, we thought it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. We had a great Boys time day. with that. Thoy's Day. Yeah. <laughs> you got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? have answers oh that's good I can, I can. it's tech talk with jeep talk Yahoo! all right strap in folks this one's going to be a little bit of a long one now if you missed the last tech talk in episode 517 we began a multi-part series in hard top repair and uh if we started off by qualifying what hard top damage can be repaired and some of the things that you need to do so we covered tools uh, site prep and, and some of the things to avoid actually we even covered some of the considerations when working with fiberglass, you know, the stuff the hardtops are actually made out of. In this episode, however, we will elaborate on surface preparation and start to get into the actual process of using fiberglass to repair a cracked or punctured hardtop. In the last Tech Talk, I left you with advice on how to start prepping the work surface and how to get ready for the actual repair. I want to elaborate a little bit more on using the tools that I was talking about, uh, specifically a burr bit or a sanding drum bit on a die grinder or Dremel tool. Yes, I did say that you could use a regular 4-inch grinder for this, but that's going to be like using a chainsaw to cut a birthday cake. Oh, sure, it'll get the job done, but it's going to create a bigger mess and it'll be clumsy to use for this job. Now, we're also going to be breaking this up into two categories. What we're going to deal with first in this episode is going to be the methods to address a punctured hardtop. And then we will get move uh, more on to the cracked hardtop later. Now, if you are working with a puncture of your hardtop, something like rebar, pipe, or a branch that has punctured through the hardtop, this is going to create a much different wound, if you will, in the fiberglass. And depending on the severity, may determine whether or not the top is even salvageable. Now, likely there is going to be more collateral damage in this type of uh, this type of situation than, say, that of a single fracture or a crack. In the case of a puncture, the, uh, the objective is going to be to knock down all of the protruding splinters. These shards will be sharp, and it may be easier to break off the worst extents and then let the tool do the job of getting rid of the rest. 
A burr bit is like a round cylindrical metal file. Sometimes they have a flat top, sometimes they have a rounded top that is also burred, and sometimes they are shaped like a cone or a ball. Burr bits don't wear out when used properly, unlike sanding drums, which are basically just sandpaper wrapped around a small cardboard tube. They will absolutely work for this job, but <clears throat> they're going to create more dust, and depending on the scope of the repair, may need to be swapped out more than once. Regardless if you are using a die grinder or a Dremel tool, a light touch is going to be required. Let the tool do all the work and focus on pressure, rotational speed, and, and keeping the tool in the work area. Depending on the severity of the puncture, you may be left with a large indent, with all the material still there, just broken and barely hanging together. In this case, you're going to want to push things back as best as you can and work at knocking down the highest points. The more of the original hardtop that can be left in place, the better. After the process of getting rid of the excess broken fiberglass, you're going to be left with a jagged hole or a depression of sorts. It may have layers to it and it's likely not going to be uniform in size or in shape. You also aren't going to get things you also don't want to try and get things completely smooth. In fact, a little roughness is actually going to be preferred. Now what I mean by that is that you don't want anything sticking up from either the inside surface of the hardtop or the outside surface. But it's okay for stuff to be, you know, in the middle. Jagged edges, separated layers. This is all okay and actually provides more surface area for the repair materials to adhere to. Now by now you have created a huge mess and it's time to clean up. Compressed air works the best here, but a good vacuum will be needed for sure. Hopefully you took my advice and had a drop cloth spread out and you were wearing a mask. Trust me, the level of irritation that comes from breathing fiberglass dust is nothing that you want any part of whatsoever. Ask me how I know. Now once you have cleaned up all the debris and all your surfaces are completely dust free, it's time to begin the patchwork. Now depending on what form of fiberglass you picked up, you're going to want to start by creating two sizes of patches that are roughly the same shape and size as your hole. The best type of fiberglass for a Jeep hardtop repair is going to be the kind that is more randomly arranged and flattened in, into a sheet. This is often referred to as chopped strand mat. You're going to want to cut this with preferably scissors or at least a razor knife. As far as the sizes for your patches go, you're going to want a few that at least would fit inside the hole or depression. For the others, you're going to want to make them at least a couple inches larger in every direction. More is better, as it can always be trimmed down later. Now, as far as count goes, this is going to be determined by the thickness of the fiberglass mat, your technique, and how it cures. Again, more is better, but I would start with a batch of maybe 10 or so total, just to ensure that you have enough to work with. Now, here's where working against gravity is going to fight you. Obviously, having the top off in a dry, well-lit, and ventilated area would be ideal, but if this is not practical because you don't have the workspace or there is concern about the top staying square or true if taken off the Jeep before repaired, well, then you're going to have to work with what you've got. Again, since you're going to be working with perpetually curing liquid that will ruin anything it touches that isn't the work surface, preparation is going to be key. Regardless of whether the top is off or on the Jeep still, you're going to want to prepare the outside of the hardtop. For this, you're going to need masking tape. Now, it doesn't have to be the blue painter's tape, but that does work best. The objective here is to tape over the hole in such a way that the fiberglass, or more importantly, the resin, can't seep through and run down the outside. You're going to want, a tape, uh, you're going to want the tape to be as taut and tight as possible with absolutely no gaps, no cracks, or bubbles. Use as many pieces and layers as it takes to achieve the results. If you are fighting gravity here, pay special attention to the edges that are on the downside. Here is where the resin will want to push through the most. Now keep in mind that you will be pressing on this from the other side, so it absolutely needs to be rigid and stuck to the side well enough to resist you pushing on it slightly. Now here's a pro tip. 
Painter's tape or regular masking tape will not want to stick to some hardtops for any number of reasons, but it's critical that we use it to block the hole because fiberglass doesn't stick to masking tape very well at all. So what you can do is get creative with other types of tape like duct tape or preferably Gorilla Tape. Using masking tape as the initial layer, go over it and extend past it by several inches with layers of duct tape in all kinds of directions. The duct tape or Gorilla Tape, hopefully, will adhere to the hardtop much better than the masking tape, but the masking tape will be where it needs to be, still where it needs to be, uh, you know, in order to work properly. Now, in the next Tech Talk, we're going to cover surface prep for a cracked or fractured top and get into the actual technique and process of working with fiberglass mat and the two-part epoxy resin to fix your hardtop. That's very interesting, actually, to hear the how the tools would work, and I'm really excited to see the next episode, see how this turns out. I'm, I'm real curious. I'm learning something today. <laughs> I suspect the quality of this is uh, much like welding. It's the, how much time you uh, take in prep and uh, in sanding afterwards and going through all as the, with, the proper yeah, sanding. As and everything. with everything, it's yeah. all about the prep. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. uh, whether it's cooking, whether it's doing an oil change, whether, I mean, whatever it is, your prep work makes all the difference in the world, whether it be how long it takes or the quality of, of uh, your results. Uh, and so this is definitely one of these kinds of jobs that you do not cut corners on. Uh, and there's a lot to it and there's a lot that can go wrong. Uh, if you are a person who's, you know, never built a model before, never really worked with a, with a epoxy before, uh, you know, things like uh, catalysts and, and, and whatnot, this is going to be a very difficult procedure. Now, your top is already jacked up. So what's the worst that's going to happen? Right. Um, you're going to make it look bad. Uh, that's really about it. Um, so there's really no screwing things up drastically here because your top is already more or less ruined or broken. So this is going to be an exercise in, in learning a new skill. Now, not necessarily a skill that you can do a whole lot with. Yeah, you know, there are uh, industries that, you know, specifically work with fiberglass and all of that. But chances are you're not going to be in a position to where you're wanting to uh, jump into a new career, uh, especially working with something like this and something that you've never worked with before ever. So uh, there, there's a lot that's going to go into this. This is going to take several segments. Um, and, and so we're going to be getting into some very, very technical stuff here in the coming episodes uh, that's going to really blow your top. So <laughs> pun intended. Uh, so stay tuned. We're, we've got a lot, of a lot more stuff to throw at you here in the coming episodes. And of course, if you have anything to add, maybe you have a question or a topic for Tech Talk, just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. You can listen to the Jeep Talk Show live. You never know what will happen or where the conversation will go. We can only hear you. Uh-oh. So you're actually getting the best part of the show is what you're saying. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, join us every Thursday night and be part of our virtual campfire. It's the Zoom People Fall. Or oh, whoever the spokesperson was. Sure. <laughs> We're starting our own Zoom People podcast. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and know when and how you can join the conversation. Was it an accident or was it on purpose? Living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors, from daily drivers to weekend wheelers, it's all about the Jeep life, and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama. Tony, Josh, and Wendy, it's starting to get chilly here in the mountains. That means old man winter is on its way, so it's time to prep your Jeep for those snowy cold days. Getting your Jeep ready for winter means prepping it for emergency events as well as driving in less than ideal weather. Taking the appropriate preparation steps for winter will help to prevent mechanical problems, allow for better performance in poor weather, 
and most importantly, help to keep everybody safer on and off the road. Whether you get an inch of snow or several feet, it pays to be prepared. Don't forget your emergency kit. You need it in your Jeeps as well. Depending on where you live and what kind of weather you get will determine what you put in your kit. Now, some of the things I put in my kit, and I did this when I was on the East Coast and when we lived in Minnesota when I was younger. A shovel, emergency blanket, hand warmers, a flashlight, emergency signals, jumper cables, kitty litter for extra traction, my off-road recovery kit, hat, mittens, extra socks and gloves, and extra food and water. Wintertime can be hard on a vehicle. The cold temperatures, the salt on the streets damaging our underbellies, snow and ice. Okay, this part maybe not so much for the Jeep Wranglers. But it is important to take extra care of your Jeep during the winter months so you can continue to enjoy many, many years of fun with your Jeep no matter what the weather. So here are some tips I have gathered from my own experience. First, I will start with a myth buster. Auto experts today say you should warm up your vehicle no more than 30 seconds before you start driving in the winter. It doesn't help your vehicle to warm it up any longer than that. Engines aren't really designed to idle, and it's not good for them. If you have a hard top, it's time to start thinking about putting it back on. I don't have a hard top, so I make sure my soft top is clean. Now, for those of you in the deep south and the southwest, it may be time for you to take your hard top off for those cooler winter temperatures. Keep your, full, keep your gas tank full of gas. More fuel in your tank reduces the air inside that tank that can condense and freeze in your lines. Carry an emergency kit, like I said before. And don't forget, a useful set of new windshield wiper blades can be helpful during ice and sleet or snowstorms. There are special winter blades that can offer shielding from the snow, sleet, and ice buildup. Squeaky wipers annoying you? Straight up rubbing alcohol on a rag cleans the blades themselves to keep them quiet. Now don't use an ice scraper on your mirrors. It could scratch them. You're going to want to add some de-icer to your windshield washer fluid. And check your heat and defroster to make sure they're operating properly before the temperatures get too cold. So you Wrangler owners, you might want to lube those door hinges and put those Torx bolts back on. Wash and wax your Jeep to help protect the paint from those salty roads. With the arrival of Old Man Winter, our roads are becoming nasty, dirty pathways turning our Jeeps into salt-coated crawlers. There is a saying, Jeeps are supposed to be dirty. It really needs to say, Jeeps are meant to get dirty, but not stay dirty. That mud and road salt can do a lot of damage to your Jeep parts. We must take extra special care of our precious babies. It takes more than just spray from a hose. Now, if you have been off-roading and scraped your undercarriage, I suggest you spend some time on those scratches to prevent the rust from forming even more. You can also use fluid film to spray under your Jeep to protect it. Just be careful around your brakes. Extra pressure washing on the back side of those inner fender wells is a must. Pressure washing underneath your Jeep is a must. Now, if your Jeep becomes salt or mud covered, keep your vehicle cold until you can clean it off. Like in a cold garage or outside in the cold rather than parking it in a heated garage. Because that's going to activate the rock salt. The frames have holes in the sides that get filled up with junk, and there is no good way to get it out other than meticulous digging, scraping with various tools, or a pressure washer inside those holes. Now, vinegar and cold water on your windshield will also melt the ice or prevent it from building up if applied the night before. 
Light oil, like Pam or cooking oil, on your weather stripping stops your doors from freezing, freezing shut. Now, all that alcohol-based hand sanitizer that you've been carrying around forever, you can squirt those in your door locks to prevent them from freezing up, or if they are freezed up, to get your key in there. Now, alignment, alignment, alignment. I can't stress this enough. You know, you've been wheeling all over the country, all over the dirt roads, all summer long. If you don't have your Jeep aligned just right, it's going to affect how you handle the snow and ice. The tire with the most traction is going to force the vehicle to change directions rapidly and repeatedly if you're out of alignment. So those are my winter weather tips. Tony, Josh, and Wendy. Maybe just Josh. I don't know about Tony and Wendy, but do you guys have any tips to add? Well, thanks, Tammy. There's a lot of good stuff in that in that uh, segment there. And of course, you know, I've uh, talked here on the show before about winter preparation living here in the Northwest. It's definitely something that we have to consider. Maybe not quite as extreme as the winters in Colorado, but definitely uh, something we have to take into consideration. And I've talked about winter preparation kits before. In fact, actual kits or, you know, like an ammo box, if you will, uh, maybe even a small tote that has everything you need for winter wheeling that you just chuck into the back of the Jeep and you're ready to go. I'm looking well, forward agree. to uh, I'm looking forward to wearing a sweater myself. Yeah, sure you are. Something you probably (laughs) rarely do down in Texas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he's probably got the sleeves ripped off because that's what he does, you know, down in Texas. Who needs that? (laughs) But I'm definitely excited about all this list because it reminds me that winter is right around the corner. So thank you, Tammy, for that information as well. Well, how does Tammy's Jeep life compare with yours? We're always looking for Jeep stories. So contact us and let us know what your Jeep life is like. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how. Hey, Jeeper, don't forget to go check out our newsletter and sign up for the subscription. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find a link to click and sign up. It's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. And you're going to get one email a week with chock full of great information about the show, what we have coming up, inside information, even uh, the inside line on some giveaways that we have coming up. So be sure to subscribe to the show and to the newsletter. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to give us a call and leave us a message on our 24-7 Jeep Talk Show voicemail hotline. As always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Warning, if you've taken too much Jeep Talk Show, you may experience trailopism, a condition where you may become a hardcore wheeler for longer than four hours. If you experience hardcore wheeling lasting longer than four hours, consult your local Jeep expert for treatment. Guessing since 2010.